welcome to Super Lady Hero Hour here on Fanversation. I am Yael Teagle. I am joined as always by KB. Hello, KB. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, what a day, what a day. Content, content, content. Um, yeah. Let's just so, dive in. Let's dive into the headlines um, because we've got some. Yes, uh, this some. <laughs> um, let's start. This one I think is very exciting news to me. Um, Superman and Lois has been renewed for a second season. It was renewed before the second episode aired. Uh, I think that's a big deal. What do you think? Really? I wasn't surprised. I mean, honestly, I feel like the CW in the CW verse will at least give you, you know, a second season to figure out what you're going to do. So I wasn't surprised. I, I didn't think it was ever in danger of not getting renewed and, you know, um, a few weeks back, they actually expanded the first season order. So we're going to get more episodes this season anyway, um, which let's just keep everything at 15 or less. Um, but that will no longer be the case for Superman and Lois. They are going above that beautiful number 15. Um, and so, yeah, so I, I was never surprised. I mean, I think, you know, it works for the network. Um, I actually don't know how it did numbers wise, but I assume it did just fine. You know, yeah, like. I agree that it's it's not a surprise that it was renewed. I think the timing was the surprise for me. It it aired an episode and then they renewed it. Um, so I think that was the surprise. But you're right. CW is not known for canceling. Um, there's CW-verse shows. And uh, it wasn't a bad show. It wasn't a bad premiere. So they're getting a second season. So if you're worried about jumping on, jump on. You have at least two seasons. <laughs> I mean, welcome the Kent family into your homes for at least two seasons. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, the other news uh, over on Thor Love and Thunder. I know that previously we talked about um, the rumors that Matt Damon was going to be in it. And it seems that that is not only confirmed, I literally saw photos um, he is reprising his role, I guess, as, as fake Loki. Um, and Melissa McCarthy will be joining them as fake Hela. Yes. And Luke Hemsworth as fake Thor. So here yes. we are. <laughs> um, I have no idea where this is going. Uh, honestly, Taika has the wildest and most brilliant mind. So I don't even care where it's going. I'm still going to watch it because, again... Thor started off as being my least favorite film uh, in the MCU and then Ragnarok happened and I was fully invested in this new version of Thor and uh, Taika 100% was the right director, still the right director for Love and Thunder. Honestly, can't wait for it to come out. So I'm like, yes, please give us Melissa and Luke and uh, you know, bring back Matt for this who just whatever. I mean, honestly, it's like, I'm all in. I don't care what you tell me their roles are. I am like, I'm in because Taika is doing it again, quite frankly. So here we are. I agree. It's a really, I mean, it was a really fun cameo the first time. I'm excited to see it the second time. I hope that it's as cute and enjoyable. Um, and other Melissa McCarthy news, I know this isn't on our list, but I, it's a superhero movie. It's I'm talking about movie. it. Um, Thunder Force is coming out on April 9th over on Netflix. And I personally am so excited. It put me in the best mood today. Uh, Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer, and they will be playing superheroes um, or people with powers. Check that out. There is a, um, I will add a link below because that trailer is amazing and it's over on Fanversation right now. Yeah, I'm loving it. They're best friends. They're superheroes. They're also you know, just BA in general. So I am excited to see this. It definitely made my heart smile as well uh, and cannot wait to see this. And I, is it March or April that it comes out? April 9th. Okay, yes. So cannot wait to see this on April 9th. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Yes. Okay, and uh, lastly, just a bit of news that's been in circulation. TI is not returning for Ant-Man 3. Um, 
I forgot he was in the first two, to be honest, um, until someone said he's not returning for the third one. I was like, oh, right. Um, mostly forgot because Michael Pena steals everything uh, in, in the Ant-Man series. So, like, honestly. Um, and then, of course, you know, Paul Rudd and his ridiculousness um, is the perfect Ant-Man. So, um, yeah, that's it for for headlines, unless you have something else. Nope, that was it. You covered it. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So let's dive in. Uh, first off, guys, here is your warning that we will be spoiling all of it. All of it. Every oh, last bit of it. Please do not watch this quite yet. Uh, if you have not seen any of these shows, um, if you have, stick with us. If you haven't, come back after you've watched. Um, unless you're like me, I actually adore spoilers. They do not deter me from watching the content. So I would still watch and watch it again. So here we are. Wow. I know I love spoilers. Okay. So uh, we are starting with the premiere of season seven of The Flash, which as a reminder, really is like part of the final episodes of season six. But we all know what happened uh, in the Panini. And so here we are. So here's the quick cap for all's wells that ends wells. When an experiment to save Barry's speed backfires, Nash Wells searches for a way to save the Flash and comes up with a dangerous plan. Meanwhile, Iris makes a startling realization inside the Mirrorverse. I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't really know what that startling realization was. I'll be quite honest with you. The Mirrorverse is not my favorite. And um, I love The Flash. I adore it. Y'all knows this is like probably my favorite show in the CW-verse. Um, and uh, not probably, it definitely is. And uh, yet I still am like, what? <laughs> like Every time, every time we're in this Mirrorverse, whatever this girl Eva's plan is, I'm like, what? And I just, I'm not invested. So I am looking forward to, to ending these episodes and diving into the real season seven. So I can see what, what we have in store. How, how did you feel about this premiere overall? Honestly, I spent most of it going, what, who, why, where are we, what's happening? Cause I didn't remember any of this stuff. Um, that said, uh, yeah, we got to wrap up last season. Let's, let's get to it. Um, and it felt like we dragged on this episode, which is weird because we need to wrap up last season. Um, I agree with you, the Iris stuff. I, When you read the quick cap, I was like, makes a startling realization. Is it- No idea what that is. She like, so what, here's what she realized was that she, by sitting down to like type an email, she was, she was close to something, possibly communicating with the outside world, possibly an exit. She got close. It's like playing hot and cold and someone said warmer. That's it. There was no I mean, answer. I don't know. I saw the screen move and I was like, okay. Right. I almost wish what would happen though. Like, I actually hope they do this. I hope they go back. And because The Flash is still kind of one of those original series that is also streaming on Netflix um, when mm -hmm. they had that deal. I hope they go back and I hope they add these three episodes to season six. And I hope they do that because otherwise you're kind of looking, and this is my own fault. I should have rewatched like the last couple of episodes of season six before this. So I could kind of understand again. Um, but I came into this and I was just like, dang, why do we care about Eva again? Like what's her grand plan? Like, do we want her dead? Do, what? Like who? I just kept thinking to myself, man, I don't know why we care about this. Like, and so, you know, um, while the performances are still great, I still was just like, man, what are we talking about here? I mean, it really felt like I fell asleep in class and then I woke up to a pop quiz and I was like, well, definitely gonna fail this because I have no idea what's gonna happen here. I agree. So. I think Eva, if I understood correctly, she had a startling realization. Yes, that was startling for me. I don't know what Iris is startling. I mean, you know, Eva finding out that she's actually dead and is truly the imposter, that, that's startling. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, Iris like, is on her computer and I'm she's, like, she's getting warmer. Literally. I think that's like, she was close to some, to, to a startling realization. Maybe Iris's startling realization is that she knows that Eva's dead. Maybe she knows, maybe mm. she figured out that she's the imposter. I'm just, you know, I'm grasping, but maybe I love it. 
Um, but I would say probably the biggest reveal out of this episode is Nash Wells is no more. I was kind of concerned because I was like, did he turn into pixie dust? You know, that just he just like a pile yeah. of pixie dust. At the no, end. I think that was Ash. I think Nash turned oh. into Ash. Oh. Um, but yeah, the the Wells thing. Look, I love I love somebody doing impressions of somebody else. Um, so watching Barry go through the Wellses was so fun. Um, honestly, I wanted more of that, less of the Mirrorverse. Uh, and I would have been okay with that. But then losing Wells in this way, the had this been last season still, then I probably would have been like, yes, this is how we wrap up Nash and next season we get a new Wells. But because it is the beginning of the season and it feels like we're losing all of the Wellses, is Tom Cavanaugh not returning to the show? Yeah, so that I don't know, but I feel like he's not. Like I said that last night during our live tweet, like I don't think that he's coming back. It doesn't feel that way because normally it would have been like, oh, Nash said goodbye. But because all of the Wells said goodbye to Barry, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this kind of feels final. Um, you know, maybe he's just moved on to other creative projects. I mean, obviously, like everyone on that set loves Tom. I love Tom. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's just such a nice person. Um, and he does a great job of portraying the Wells. But like also every season, I'm like, what is the point of, you know, the Wells, like to be quite honest. So yeah. like I get it. Um, and we have Chester now um, and, you know, a handful of new team members, which also still baffles me because I'm like, I, I still want Cisco. And where's where's everyone? The team is getting larger, but yeah, we are still, you know, kind of having to isolate and only see like, you know, four of them at a time. So it's real interesting. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I didn't follow up on that today. I meant to, you know, kind of follow up and see if anyone had any interview pieces with Tom to see if this was the end or not. Uh, but I guess we'll find out, um, you know, if he's just not in the true season seven premiere. <laughs> right. Um, will happen in a few weeks. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it will be a sad loss, but I would totally understand. And I do agree to your point. Um, Grant actually seemed like he was having a blast being able to play the Nashes. And so that was really good to see because I also think just for him as an actor, it's really nice when we can see his range on this show because mm -hmm. Grant is a really good actor and a really good performer. And so it's nice to see him be um, silly, you know, in that way for sure. Yeah. Um, the only other big reveal was that the Flash got his feed back. Not a shocker. <laughs> that cryo chamber that he was in was really dope. And mm. like the way his cowl, I was like, oh, I like these things. Uh, but yeah, we knew he was going to get his feed back. I mean, if he didn't, then like. Right. What's the end. show? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts before we rate this episode? No, let's rate it. All right, uh, here at Super Lady Hero Hour, we like to rate things on a scale from poop to kittens or a spoon in between. Uh, what did you think of the Flash premiere? Poop, kitten, yeah. spoon? Um, I'm going to go with a spoon. Like, I didn't hate it. It wasn't terrible. I just am not invested in the Mirrorverse, but there were other elements that I was interested in. Um, I do actually, though, I do like that, because when they were calling it the Mirrorverse, I was like, why? Um, <laughs> but then they added in like the Scudder being kind of the first person that Eva created and kind of making it a, a more mirror than putting their storylines together um, with Scudder, Top, and, and Eva. So I was like, oh, so you're trying to actually create a mirror Got it. Um, so that part I was like, oh, I... Get that. Um, I still have... Um, last season but here we are i agree i i don't know if i'm frozen or if you're frozen someone's frozen but um i'm going to also uh yeah hello hello <laughs> internet yep okay yep. Um, i will also <laughs> wi-fi um, yeah, it was a spoon, but it was real close to being a poop this episode. Um, because, because I, I didn't, I don't care. I don't, there are things I didn't care about. There was too much that I, there was more things I didn't care about than things I cared about. And that's not a good thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm still invested in the show and I will still watch another episode next week. I just can't wait until we get to 
where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Like, you know, I think that that's the anticipation there is killing me. <laughs> Any predictions uh, for the season? For the season, Iris will get out. Yay. That's my first prediction. Um, that is also, you know, very obvious. Right. Um, honestly, predictions for the season. I think Cisco will leave at the end of this season. I do think so. To be quite honest, if I'm being honest, I think next season will be the last season for the show altogether. But I definitely think Cisco will probably leave um, this season. And, um, you know, I think that um, Barry and Iris will start to um, contemplate having a family. I think we're going to probably head in that direction. Um, and, you know, more threats, more big bads. Hopefully um, we can get a woman villain big bad um, because, you know, that would be nice. That's not Eva because I still don't consider her a big bad. I don't know. I don't know why, but. I, I don't know. I don't consider her a big bad. I'm, I'm thinking more of like a super villain, like someone with, I don't know, with different powers and an agenda that's clear. Like, I feel like Eva's a step in the direction, but it just is not like, I don't know why it's just not hitting for me. No, I totally agree. Um, because the, the big bads have felt like they are attacking the team. Um, whereas Eva feels like she is, doing bad to the city and and like they and is not she's not after team flash whereas all the other big bads i feel like are after team flash she's um, really after her company like that's what yeah. it sounds like like she wants revenge she wanted her husband or ex-husband or widow i mean i don't know because she just found out she was dead so she wanted him i guess he was a widow and now he is actually dead but she wanted everything was like centered around him and this company. It was like mm -hmm. less about other things, which maybe that's why I'm not interested as maybe. much as I would normally be. I don't know. What about you? What are your predictions for the season? Um, I also predict that Iris gets out. Um, I, I think here's the thing about uh, them starting a family. Our previous issue was that, Barry was supposed to disappear or die. Like something was supposed to happen. He was supposed to be gone. And before that, we met their future child. If they then knew, I have a deadline, I am expiring. Why are we not trying to produce the future child? So the fact that they haven't yet is really upsetting to me. Um, Guys, you should be actively trying to get pregnant. Because you know that you right. like you know you're gonna have Nora, and you at up until recently knew you were going to die. Like it didn't make sense to me that they did not work towards. Anyway, so I think maybe she'll come out of the mirrorverse and they'll be like, "Oh wait, remember that time we were trying to make Nora? Let's do that." I mean, also though something that is wildly just unrealistic in general is that like. This show has like, and I don't mean sex. I mean like, there's just a lack of intimacy in general, um, and and I know that that's like a huge point of contention for people on this show, like because it's just not very realistic to not have any form of intimacy, mm -hmm. um, and so it's just maybe we'll get more of that this season. I don't know. I mean like, even literally just holding hands is fine. Like mm -hmm. I mean, you know, like just kissing on screen, but we probably will not because COVID. So I don't know, but you know. But I mean, we did. Get romantic date in the mirrorverse that was right real. right which was so weird i was like wait what is happening with this date well speaking of couples uh let's switch over to superman and lois um here's the quick cap for the second episode heritage um when adjusting to their new lives in smallville lois and clark make an important decision concerning one of their sons tensions begin to rise between lois and morgan edge Lana Lang Cushing uh, invites the Kent family over for a barbecue. Yeah. How did you feel about it overall, episode two? Um, overall, episode two, I liked it. I'm still there. I personally think the teen drama is, we're veering too much into teen drama for me. Um, but I do love Lois having something to do. I love that. I love that she is um, reporter Lois. She is not gonna let anyone 
stand in her way and she's going to fight for this. Um, and Clark dealing with like, I don't know how to be a dad. They're already teenagers. Where have you been? Uh, he's been saving the world apparently and definitely not at home helping to raise these kids and yeah. uh, definitely feeling the impact of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think? Um, yeah, I'm still invested. Um, to me, it's still, I mean, I don't know. I am not opposed to having the teen drama. Um, so for me, I felt like it was a nice balance of let's figure out what Clark is going to do now that he is um, essentially a stay-at-home dad superhero uh, because Lois is the one working and she has a job and Clark does not. Um, and he's trying to figure out how to navigate that. Plus he has this, you know, kind of Luther threat uh, hanging on, on. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, for me, I think the part that's most infuriating right now is how these kids are behaving. I mean, I think that that is, that's the most upsetting for me um, currently where I'm like, now y'all, <laughs> now y'all. Um, so yes, the, that's probably my biggest issue. I'm still invested to see where we go in episode three. Um, I will say, you know, now that I think about it, I have no idea where the show's going to go. Now, now that I actually am sitting with it, I'm like, I was entertained, but like, what are we doing this, this season? Yeah. I, how long are we dragging out this Luther thing? Cause in this episode we revealed, uh, like you and I have put together that clearly he's from a, a different earth. earth uh, yeah. Superman himself has decided he's from a different planet. Did not, pick up on the fact that he's from a different earth. Um, and uh, and that's all he knows. And I don't know how long I'm willing to let this like mysterious Captain Luther stay a secret and a mystery. I don't care for it. <laughs> I don't know how long it could sustain over whatever their new episode order is. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I think it might be 17 or 18, I don't know. But I don't know how long it could sustain long term. Mm -hmm. So we're going to need some smaller threats. Um, if we are to make Captain Luther the big bad, um, we're also going to maybe tie in that familial element that I think we both know is coming with him being related to that student at the school. Like we're going to need something. Um, we did find out that, you know, he and um, Lois's father, General Lane, um, fought together on a different earth. So we we know that piece. Um, how will that impact how General Lane sees or, or interacts with this Clark? Um, you know, we got to see something that was super exciting was the black Superman suit. So we got to see that this episode. How, where is other Clark? How will this, you know, uh, or other Kal-El rather, which, I mean, he probably still goes by Clark, who knows? But like, how will all of this tie in? I guess I just don't know. Like, yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I agree. Um, is is it Earth X? Like, that's I. I feel like the black the black suit reminded me of the Earth X storyline, um, which I guess could be interesting. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it was most interesting to me how Kal-El's, you know, um, hologram father was like, Jordan don't have powers. <laughs> yeah. it, was like, it was also very rude, but also like, like, okay, sir. And so, you know, the fact that Clark's getting very upset, like, what do you mean he doesn't have powers? Don't tell him that. Don't tell us that. But it's so funny because he was just like, listen, I ran all the tests. That kid does not have any powers. And it's like, well, that's interesting because we definitely saw him with the ocular, you know, right. um, like we definitely saw him. So, I mean, what does that mean? Please tell us. It, it goes to my prediction that both the boys are going to have powers. Um, it's going to be harder for them to control it and figure out how to use it and blah, blah, blah. But I, I still think both of them will end up with powers um, and not to get ahead of us into predictions. But that's I still think that's where we're headed. Um I, yeah, also just a minor note of the like Fortress of Solitude. We're on the same earth as um, Supergirl now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's not it. That's not the fortress. I mean, it's his fortress. <laughs> just, I 
don't know what to tell you. It's it really it's Clark's it's Clark's fortress, apparently. Like it feels like we have they have forgotten this show has started without any context to the rest of the CW verse. And that is an issue when it was influenced by and like it seems like the villain is influenced by the crisis. So like but actually, are we on the same earth with the show? Because they actually have not said. So here's the thing. Remember, at the end of Crisis, Superman left. Actually, before the end of Crisis, really, he just kind of like left on his own to go with Lois. And they went. I'm pretty sure they went to a different earth. I don't necessarily think they stayed. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, thought- I, I think that they might be, because they have not explicitly said that this particular show, like they said the other ones were based on that, but I don't know necessarily that we are on the same earth. And maybe that's what they're trying to say by having Captain Luther mm. come in. Like maybe it that's possible. I just recall and and I'm leaving it to our audience and our chat to correct me if I'm wrong, but I recall at the end of the crisis, all of our superheroes are on Earth prime i believe yeah i think they're all on that was before that was before remember superman definitely left the earth like Mm. i'm almost positive after that he definitely left the earth with lois so and that was before technically he was our superhero you know like he was just coming to hang out and help and then was like okay bye y'all like we're gonna go be free i guess i need to rewatch we need to rewatch the crisis so i wonder i i wonder if our assumption is wrong that we're on the same earth. Mm. Um, but either way, it could be right. You know, you could be right. We could be on the same earth and they have just chosen to make this this fortress of, of solitude a little bit different. Yeah. Um, and this one is, you know, Clark, maybe this is 2.0. Who, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I think that they're going to have to start explaining some things though here pretty soon. I mean, mostly because it is confusing with... Like, they introduced Captain Luther being from a different Earth, but not in a way that was palatable, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like the idea is thrown at you, but we have not we have not ironed out pretty much anything. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it feels almost like they're trying to confuse their audience or to throw them off what seems clear. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, the other big thing that happened was uh, Lois got a new job because she left this Morgan Edge situation. And let's be clear, she was going to get fired either way. So, I mean, <laughs> after she confronted Morgan Edge at, you know, the town hall meeting um, where her sons were wildly embarrassed because they were like, you know, she tells them, you sit still, we're just listening, you know, yep. we're not going to say anything. And then she gets there and literally blows it up. Um, and they're looking at her like, girl, I thought you said that we were coming here to listen because we're new to town. We're new yep. to Smallville uh, in the sense of, you know, being residents. And here you go, mom. Like, I mean, they were both looking at her like, okay, here and here we are. So she knew based on her interaction with Morgan Edge, who is a shady businessman, what is he going to do next? We don't know. But I, I mean, she was definitely going to get fired either way. So definitely, you know, resigning was the right move. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now she can work for, um, what's it called? Is it the Smallville Gazette? Something like that. That's Now right. she can be a hometown journalist because I don't know. So, But just to be clear, she got hired by the girl who is the reporter and the publisher or the uh, and the editor, editor and the janitor and the, janitor. And the publisher. Ma'am, there's no money. You're not getting paid. So you moved to the small town to live in a farm you cannot afford. Uh, told your husband to leave his job. Then you quit your job. Yeah, no. <laughs> Clark's going to have to start robbing banks, period. I mean, that's literally, that's our only option. Like, yeah. what are our other options here? Because you're knee deep in debt because mm-hmm. of that, you know, extra loan that your mom took out on the farm to help exactly. other people. And it's like, Clark, can you do manual labor? Because I mean, right. someone here, someone here needs money. Like someone, because that woman for sure um, is doing all of this for free and, you know, on her own time. And quite frankly, I don't know how she can afford to live in Smallville 
and run this newspaper for no money because who's buying this newspaper? Because apparently the citizens also have no money because Morgan Edge has created, you know, nothing really in terms of, uh, you know, making their economy boom again. So, I mean, I don't know, you know, money's not a thing that matters in the CW verse because technically Barry Allen is wealthy and yet what does he do? That, Star Labs. That's a, it's a good point, especially because we've pointed out a few times that Iris doesn't even go to work anymore. So like, or didn't No, before. I mean, well, before. Now, there you was know, like she a, owns yeah, her now own. Yeah, now she owns right. her own. But, but, but there was like a chunk of time before when she was writing her own blog, got hired, stopped going to work, now runs her own thing. Now, I will <laughs> say Barry clearly has a job. I mean, he actually works for the Central City. He is a CSI. So he actually does have a job with right. benefits. But I just know that CSI salary could not afford that apartment. Like, I mean, honestly, Barry, when yeah. he honestly, when he just showed up with that apartment, it was like, Iris, this is our house now. I was like, now who paid for this? Honestly. Joe. Who? Joe paid for it. <laughs> Lord, probably. All right. Let's so rate this episode. The thing is, is you don't need money in Smallville. So they'll be fine. <laughs> Sorry. They don't. The Kent family doesn't need money in Smallville. Everyone else does. Okay, that's fair. That is fair. All right, let's rate this episode. Where do you put it? Um, it's a spoon for me. Um, I mean, it wasn't like a terrible episode and it wasn't a great one. It was just regular. Like, again, I'm right now, I'm just, it's just now occurring to me that I'm like, I have no idea where this is going. And also, what earth are we on? And also, um, what does this mean for Captain Luther? And also, you know, but I did like some things. I mean... Um, I did like Lois having her own agency. I hope we keep this up. Um, I actually do like that at the end, the twins are like, let's revolt against these parents and do our own thing and figure it out. Yay. You know, I want to see more of that because it's weird how their parents don't expect them to do that, but they're teenagers mm -hmm. and one has powers. Like, why wouldn't they just go off on their own and try to figure it out? I mean, like that seems logical to me because they're curious and they want to know. And it's so odd to me that parents never consider that their kids want to know things, but that's literally the point of being a human. Yeah. I I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, so you just had this kid and you expected them to never be curious and want to know things. It's wild because that's literally the purpose, but um, sure. So um, yeah. So I like some things and, you know, and other times I just had a question mark, but I still think it's beautifully shot. Um, wild to me that Blake is not doing the music for the show because he does the music for like all the shows. So shout out to whoever's doing the music for this one though, because I still like it. Um, so yeah, what about you? How are you gonna rate it? Um, I'm also gonna give it a spoon, but this one leaning more towards kitten. Um, I I enjoyed it, but I'm with you. Like, where are we going and what's the point? So I'm enjoying myself, but I'm hesitant, which is why it's a spoon. Yay, um, let's keep enjoying ourselves and keep watching. Yeah. It. Uh predictions. Predictions for the next episode, um, you know, the boys will get in trouble. Um, some sort of threat will happen specifically to them on their quest of finding out the truth since their parents have lied to them for, you know, all of their lives except for, you know, the last two days. So uh, I am curious to see where that goes. What about you? What do you predict is going to happen? Um, I stand by my prediction that both twins have powers and I'm predicting that Morgan Edge and Captain Luther will... Uh, connect team or team up or help each other um and you know enemy of enemy is my friend so that's where mm. i think that's headed all right well uh i guess we'll just have to see next week so let's talk about wandavision next here is the quick cap for the eighth episode titled previously on uh, Wanda embarks on a troubling journey, revisiting her past for insight into her present and future. So this episode of WandaVision, one of my least favorites, not going to lie. Oh, uh, wow. I think that, so I think here's a couple of things. I think for it to be a recap episode, it was brilliant. And the way that it was done, I thought, oh my gosh, top notch. Um, but there wasn't enough of why is Agatha here for me? Um, you know, there was a lot of here's Agatha. She's behind it. Okay. Why? Like we understand, you know, the, and I want to say it was the Salem witch trials. I can't mm -hmm. remember. So I'm just going to call them the witch trials. It was the witch trials. We see how she gets her powers. We see how she is basically the alpha witch, which even she, you know, can't really actually hide. Uh, and then what happens? 
here she is torturing Wanda and forcing her to, you know, kind of deal with this trauma. So there was like a little bit of a disconnect for me in terms of like, okay, girl, but why? Like, why are you forcing Wanda to deal with this trauma? Um, I think that Elizabeth Olsen did a fantastic job of navigating Wanda's trauma um, mm. again. So it's really hard because I feel like she's literally like Wanda at this point is like a punching bag of grief, if that makes sense. Like yeah. we're constantly just going down this rabbit hole of grief with Wanda. Um, and I think Elizabeth is pulling it off brilliantly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got, I got to the end of this episode and I was like, damn, this doesn't really fit like in the grand scheme of what we've seen thus far it's very like here's this episode and i was like cool but what does but why what does this mean like it for it to be the penultimate episode i was like i still have 400 questions and the finale is next week it didn't answer not one thing for me i was like cool trauma cool like, okay, it started when you were young. We get it. We 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 see this. We see how you've navigated this. But I walked away like, and so what's going to happen next week? I don't know. And also, where's Dottie? And also, like, what, like, and also, where's the fam? Like, I, I want my trio back. You know, like, where are they? Was I just was like, oh, okay. It was an interesting time to have a standalone episode, in my opinion. Um, and I also didn't realize that this was the first time we've ever called her Scarlet Witch. I thought we had already called her that. But apparently this is the first time in all of the MCU that we have called her Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I agree. I think that it was a weird place to put it. Um, it, was, it, it was incredibly done. If um, this would have been like episode six, like five or six, I would have been like, oh, okay. Right. If I, I kind of, it feels odd knowing that we only have one left. I think that's the challenge is that we only have one left. Um, I will say uh, to, to your Scarlet Witch point, I think that that is interesting. It sounds, and maybe I'm projecting, but it seems like this title is like either like a prophecy or like something, a, an entity that has been spoken of that we didn't necessarily know about. Um, and it kind of reminds me of the way the last episode ended where it was Agatha all along, but to anyone who's not reading anything or watching TikToks or paying attention on the internet, you're going, who, what? Like, that's not, that's not helpful. And I think that's where we are at the end of this one again is like, oh, you're the Scarlet Witch. Oh, you're the chosen one. Oh, you're the the stone. You're the, the whatever. You're the villain. You're the power. Whatever you are, I don't know. Um, but it's interesting. I do appreciate the reveals uh, and explanations of vision. I do like this. Um, I like that we understand now how we got vision. Um, and what's going on with his body. Um, yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I still have questions. I'm with you. I. My concern is that we will get to this week's finale, which is two days away now, and I will still know nothing. Like, do you mm. know what I mean? I think that like my biggest concern is I will watch the finale and I will think overall, they did really well on that show but what does any of this mean for phase four? What does any of this mean for, like, I just think that I will not even remotely be satisfied, but that they will do some cool things. So, and I think that I just have to be okay in that space. <laughs> like, I think that like, I'm learning to just be like, okay. Um, I'm also thinking more and more just kind of based on the press that they're doing for Falcon and Winter Soldier, that, they're going to tie in uh, probably not a lot. Like I'm, I'm thinking that like Falcon and Wanda will basically serve as two entities. Like, I don't think they're going to tie in the way I was hoping they would as much as I hope that they would. Like there may be some reference, but I don't think this is like, like thrilled about what happens. I think that this might just be like, we'll have a couple of nuggets, but really overall, no. It's interesting you say that because I feel like so much of the internet is positive that this leads directly to a film. Um, and I 
To a film, yes, but not to Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that's what I'm saying. Correct. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Yes. You think it's going to tie into Spider-Man and Doctor Strange? I I think that's what everyone's saying. I <laughs> I think I think it has to tie into something. Um I don't know how much it will. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We look at this. We we have one episode left and, and there we don't know anything. But it's so far away and I think my concern is it's like cool if it's going to tie into Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, but those two are literally so far away and we have so much coming out in between the two mm. that like then why did we start with WandaVision? Like it goes back to my original question cuz WandaVision was not supposed to be the first thing that we were supposed to kick off with. Now it's like we're kind of seeing the impacts of that. Cuz then it's just like well we're waiting for nothing and we're seeing other Marvel content, but it's not going to chronologically work I think in my mind the way it was originally supposed to so now it's like well yeah it's it makes me wonder um if because as you say it wasn't supposed to be this way if they decided to just disconnect it and they were like this is a thing we're doing and this is a thing we're doing and this is a thing we're doing and you could be right if that is what they do, if they disconnect it, if Falcon Winter Soldier is just its own mini series, um, is that still enjoyable? It's gonna be a social experiment that we found out about in what, two weeks, three weeks? It comes yeah. out soon. So, I mean, I guess we're gonna find out if it's enjoyable then, but for me, yeah. I'm just like, cause then it's one of those things where it's like, when everything is done with phase four, then we'll want to go back and watch it chronologically, if that mm. makes sense. Like yeah. then we're gonna want to be like, okay, so I can start with this and do that. And I'm like, oh, can you guys just do it for us? <laughs> um, all right, well, I have a feeling I know where you're rating this episode, but where do you rate this episode? So actually I am going to rate it a spoon. So I, I mean, really, I guess that's how I feel about everything. It was not poop for me because I do think it was brilliant the way they layered in like previously on is like the perfect title for this and mm-hmm. making it a recap episode that like went through the, the major kind of moments in her life. Um, I like that we find out why she goes to Westview because the whole time I was like, why is she in Westview, New Jersey? Like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. But going back, because this is what Vision had planned and the property and the land that he had purchased for them to grow old together and just seeing her grief. I also actually like this episode because I was right. And Wanda is not the vision, um, vision. She's not the villain yet. Mm-hmm. Like it literally is just her sorrow. And she did not take his body. Also right about that. She did mm-hmm. not take his body. She's just sad. Like, I mean, and because she's had so much and she hasn't dealt with it, like it's literally trauma after trauma that she doesn't deal with and she doesn't talk about and she doesn't share. Right. So, and then she just breaks down and it's not even technically her fault because she doesn't even know that she's capable of creating life. She mm-hmm. has no idea that she's capable of that. It just happens out of her grief. So um, I didn't hate it, but I'm still like, my my need to know outweighs those as positives in the sense that like i am really really worried about this episode and if they're going to be able to pull it off i just i don't think they are because if they're still going to give us this 30 minutes i just think that there's no way that is going to have a satisfying ending and i think there's going to be like more than one cliffhanger so what about you how did you feel about this overall um, I'm going to give it a kitten. Honestly, I still enjoyed it. Yes, I have lots of questions. And yes, I'm worried about the fact that we are headed into a finale with pretty much nothing explained. Um, that's not true. We know why they're there. We know that she did it. And we know what the deal is with Vision. So yes, some answers, which is nice. Um, it was really incredibly done. And um, yeah, I enjoy. I still enjoyed it. Honestly, so far, even the episodes I that weren't my favorite, this show I enjoyed and I think that I will really love watching it from like top to bottom when it's over. And I'm very excited to go back and do that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Any all right predictions? I don't I don't know. I, think I can't have a single prediction, honestly. Uh, <laughs> right. like honestly they could say 
this is all a dream. And I would be like, cool. I'd believe it. All right, moving on to Black Lightning then. Um, the quick cap for the fourth uh, episode, The Book of Reconstruction, Chapter 4, A Light in the Darkness. Um, Jefferson pays Tobias a visit and warns him to stay away from his family. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I just have to laugh because the way you read it was like, is that it? <laughs> I was, yep. It's. I thought there was more. All right. Well, there's not. So here we are. <laughs> what did you think of Black Lightning this week? <laughs> um, last five minutes were crazy. Um, Every yeah, episode does that to me. Last five I'm minutes like, were crazy. I'm like, yeah. I don't care anymore. I don't really, why am I still watching this? And then something happens. Actually, no, I liked this episode through and through. I mm. liked finally that Jefferson and Lynn were able to have an honest conversation. Like finally, Jefferson was able to own his piece and apologize. I like that. Not only to Len, but also to Jennifer. Mm -hmm. um, and to actually finally be able to talk about his grief um, and his best friend dying and what that's done to him internally and why he's now back on the streets and sloppy about it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, and, and just taking all of this, just doing the most ludicrous and ridiculous things. Um, so I actually am 100% like, yes, finally, we're getting that. Lynn actually finally apologized. They finally talked about Tobias. Thank God. Because I was like, do you really think Lynn wants Tobias? Right. What? We we talked about this last week. That's crazy. It is crazy. Like, what? Also, have you seen yourself, Scooter? As I like to call him from Living Single. I would never also, you know, like, it, I mean that respectfully because I, I know his family and they're lovely people. But if you, you know, it's just, but it's still like, have you seen yourself? Um, Like... Lynn is all in. So, I mean, just the fact that we did that. Now we have a plan. The plan is still not to kill Tobias, which irritates me. But the plan at least is to infiltrate, you know, from the mm -hmm. inside out. So, okay, I can get on board with that. Um, and I just like that Gamby's getting a little bit of romance. And I also like that, um, you know, uh, Anissa and Grace are finally, you know, trying to figure out what their partnership will look like in the streets and at home. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, this episode, you know, I will get to it. We'll get to the ending, but I'm just going to say that for now. How did you feel overall? Um, okay. I felt okay. I think Lynn's undercover situation is the same thing as Gamby's undercover situation. Um, but also Gamby pointed out like, obviously she's not sleeping with Tobias. What are you crazy? But it's funny when you brought up earlier, we were talking about the flash and how they don't have intimacy. This episode literally Gamby got some like I'm just shocked listen I appreciate a show that shows just real life like these people are not walking around just you know never having sex or being intimate with their partners in any capacity that is wild and ridiculous and so you know it's like you are not and first off this woman is not even Gamby's partner. Like they're literally just dating. So also I appreciate that too, because we're just showing that they're like getting to know each other and he's still like this. So I appreciate it. You know, um, I just, I feel like, thank you. You know, so one of these shows will finally give us the intimacy that we desire. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed um, the movement on Thunder Grace. Um, I was very confused about the like first interaction of of grace at home and and anissa being like my apartment i was like you like we're like let's get married you forced her to get married at the hospital though like legitimately yeah. um and then her being like my bad what you you did this um but i do love that they're teaming up i love how that's going and then of course the end which was shocking to me but i'm okay with <laughs> wasn't shocking to me because we know that she is not in the series for the full season. We know that this is the final season. So really, I mean, I, I didn't guess expect had, it. Had I not known, I expected, you know, I'll be honest, when she first announced that she was only going to be in a portion of the season, I expected there to be a death. 
only because I was like, that's kind of the most finite thing they could do. Right. Um, And I immediately assumed that she would be in the first few episodes, not the remaining, Mm -hmm. which could have been a misstep on my own because she could have just chosen to be in like six episodes uh, sporadically. You know, like it didn't have to end with death. She could have just said, I'm only going to do six, but how about I do episode two, episode eight, you know, whatever. But um, so when she died, I was like, oh, okay, this makes sense because it's kind of final. Um, and I knew that it had something to do with the ion- uh, the ionosphere because she kept going and kept going and kept going. And we saw that it was impacting her in ways. And her friend kept being like, yeah, you need to stop that because this is not going to end well. And she kept being like, whatever, this is so fun. I'm living just being the normal, reckless Jennifer that we see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am curious to see kind of what is going to happen now because there is no body. I mean, Jennifer, like evaporated into the universe and became a star almost like it, it kind of looks like, you know, like yeah, a little bit of, so, um, and he was on the phone with her. So I'm also like, well, how do you t- explain this to her parents? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you were on the phone when she um, evaporated. I don't want to sound insensitive, but that's kind of like what yeah, happened. She kind of supernova <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, sad end of an era because I really liked China as, as, um, Jennifer Lightning. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh my gosh. I really liked her in mm-hmm. this role. It's just, um, I wish it could be different because I was hoping that they would keep her character alive so that, you know, um, if this painkiller spinoff gets picked up to series, um, you know, that she'd be a part of it. Um, and also, you know, they keep teasing the outsiders and I kind of feel like we're heading in the direction where we may get, you know, either the outsiders on this show or we might get a spinoff or maybe they would be a huge part of painkiller. And I was hoping, I mean, we know um, just from a comic book aspects that Thunder um, is an outsider. And so, you know, kind of playing into that, I was hoping that we would see just a little bit of lightning when she was ready and if she was ready to ever come back and kind of step in those shoes. Um, but yeah, seems like that's a no. Yeah, I I assumed that she would die. I thought it would be later. I thought it would be with her family. I It felt almost like um, China's scenes were all separate from everybody at all i feel like we only saw her with um what's his name who reads who like talks to computers um i feel like we almost didn't see her with anyone in these four episodes um so it just feels it's i think what was shocking was like her dad was trying to talk to her she didn't open the door she flew up and died like that's sad um very sad um and we did see her a lot with her sister. So all of her scenes mostly though were with Anissa this season. I would say the majority of them. And it was mostly them teaming up against crime, them like right. even, you know, when the three of them teamed up in this episode. But um yeah, it's interesting because she did not have one single scene with her mother with Lynn this episode. So that has to be harrowing cuz I I don't remember where, they, where Jennifer was fighting um and Lynn was there also No, fighting. I said this episode. Oh, this episode, yes. This episode they didn't have any, which is definitely going to be harrowing because she died. So it's right. like, you didn't see her at all that day, like essentially is what happened. And yeah, I, it was unexpected. Um, yeah. yeah, later for sure. I thought probably mid-season finale-ish, you know. Yeah. But. All right, let's rate this one. Uh, where do you Where do you stand? Yeah. For me, um, I actually think that this episode for me was a kitten um, just because I actually liked the direction that we're going in. Like, oh, an apology. Oh, a solid plan with Tobias. Oh, you know, like um, Gamby's making kind of waves in this regard. You know, um, Grace is stepping into her own as a superhero. Oh, you know, so I'm, I'm liking the trajectory that we're going on. I still do wish that they would pick up the pace a bit more. Um, and, you know, again, that kind of the same worry that I have for WandaVision's episode, which drops in two days, is the same kind of worry that I have for the series finale of Black Lightning that we will get to the end. And I'll be like, hmm, what was it all for from a series perspective? And so, yeah, I just, um, I am hoping that they pick up the pace. So how did you feel about this episode? Where are you going to rate it? I think you're probably going to rate it a spoon, but tell me. You're right. I'm giving it a spoon. Um, I, aside from the, sh- to me, shocking death, 
um, and the grace stuff, I would have given a poop. Like I was not interested at all. I mean, Jefferson's still fighting for Lala. Like what, what is this? What is this? Um, I, so yeah, the, the death surprised me um, and interested me and that kept me going. And the grace stuff is what, that's what moved it from poop to spoon. That's it. Got it. Got it. So what are your predictions for next week? Um, I predict that Jefferson loses his um, mind uh, because he's dealing with the grief of his best of losing his best friend and now his daughter's dead. Um, that's it. Yeah. Quite frankly, I feel like we're headed down a Wanda path here um, mm -hmm. because the grief is going to, and it's not just going to be Jefferson. Um, you know, Anissa will have that, that kind of same thing. Although I think because she has grace to ground her, it may look a little bit different. Um, Lynn and Jefferson are, um, you know, just kind of getting back on the same page. And so this could actually pull them apart again. Um, Lynn could go back to using, um, a bit more heavily, um, in her addiction and, you know, Jefferson, I think will, he's already been reckless and I, I just feel like we, we could have a Wanda level situation, um, in the sense that, you know, the grief will overwhelm him and he will not know what to do because his children, even just throughout the story, which is something that really intrigued me, even in season one, you know, Lynn and, and Jeff have been legally married, but not together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he's essentially been a single father because the girls were living with him. Um, and, you know, Len was doing her thing working and, you know, obviously still had a great relationship with them. But seeing this kind of single father who these girls were his world and, you know, how much kids meet to him in general, just even being a principal and, and that, I don't think he's going to handle it well at all. And I, you know, I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be good. So here we are like, uh, um, I agree. Oh, goodness. All right. So last but not least, let's talk about Batwoman. Here is the quick cap for the sixth episode. Do not resuscitate. So as Ryan's kryptonite wound worsens, it hinders her capabilities as Batwoman. And efforts to copy the Desert Rose Serum endanger Mary and Commander Kane. Meanwhile, Alice's reunion with someone from Koreana, it's that hottie ocean, not someone, uh, presents unexpected complications. They also did not say that in the quick cap, but I'm going to add it because ocean is a hottie with a body and deserved like to be named in that quick cap. So I agree. Um, how did you feel overall about this week's Batwoman? Um, like every week, I feel like I start with a, I don't care. And then I get to a point where I'm like, all right, I'm listening. Um, so it was, it was entertaining. I was, I do like, I feel like I'm squeaking. I do like this season of Batwoman. I would say a hundred times more than last season. It is by far the best version of Batwoman. And I am interested and invested in these characters in the storyline. Um, I loved that Commander Kane now knows about Mary's uh, clinic. I think that's interesting. I think him uh, and her and their dynamic is now interesting and fun. Um, I think they're still trying to force us to want Ryan and Sophie, and I don't. <laughs> um, but otherwise, I, I really enjoyed this. What did you think? Um, I really need to see Ocean with his shirt off more. I'm just going to be honest. Um, <laughs> Not going to disagree. But beyond, beyond that, um, yeah. I mean, I think the episode was entertaining. I, I mean, it was clear from the moment that Ryan reunited with Ange that, you know, they were going to break up again. Clear. Um, I've said my piece over and over again about Ryan and Sophie and just from a crows you know kind of legal to you know criminal because ryan's actually not a criminal though um but i'm convicted, gonna put that in quotes convicted right, person convic she's convicted um but you know that's a slippery slope but y'all know how i feel about black queer love and so right here we are um but i you know sophie asking ryan to do that was terrible i do feel like like to set up Ange, um and she knew what the fallout and what the outcome would be um i'm just hoping it's not one of those situations she's like girl i'll help you pick up the pieces like no please do not swoop in sophie we do not need that 
Um, but Ange definitely had to go. I mean, I just think it's just reckless in general for Batwoman to be dating Ange, who is clearly like yes. into some crazy things. And so, um, yeah, I'm curious to see kind of what's going to happen next. Obviously, I don't think this is the last we've seen of Ange because Ange has her hands and a lot of the work that's being done in Gotham. So we will definitely see her again, but this definitely puts them on opposite sides for sure, for sure now. And so, um, you know, I, I, not to jump ahead to predictions, but I think that Ange may die. Um, you know, that that may, something may happen with Ange, mm. uh, kind of on as, as everything unfolds, um, particularly with this new drug that's on the streets. Um, you know, the desert rose, which is like the cure all to cure everything. Um, I mean, the flower is interesting, but y'all, I'm tired of this painting and, you know, setting the painting on fire to find a map and, yeah. you know, like, I'm just like, I know y'all want Kate alive. And again, not to get ahead of predictions, but I do still believe that, you know, Kate will probably be in one more episode mm -hmm. um, just to kind of wrap that up. But the Desert Rose, we know, is the only thing that can cure Ryan. So we know we're going to see it again. We know someone's going to create a serum. We know that Ryan's not going to die. So, and we know that this kryptonite wound is literally eating her alive. I mean, this it's a mess. So we got to get this desert this desert rose and you know hopefully when we get it ocean will take his shirt off that's mostly <laughs> where i'm at um so. i think yeah i i'm with you on all that um all of it all of it sounds accurate um but the the whole alice killing a fake ocean right i was like are we still doing this weird face mask thing that she created like are we still doing that it's weird and it doesn't like it actually doesn't make sense. Like scientifically, I just can't buy that you can make a face. Listen, so technically face transplants do exist. Whatever Alice is doing, like- Is not I that. Don't know. But all I know is that I'm just curious to see going forward how Commander Kane plays into all of this. Because as we know, you know, he knows about Mary's clinic. He doesn't know that Mary works with Batwoman. And quite frankly, right now, that means he doesn't know that Alice works with Batwoman and Mary and Sophie by default and literally mm -hmm. everyone, um, including Lucas, which I love that she called him uh, Lucas this episode to get his attention and let her know she was in trouble. But um, yeah, like I, I, I'm like, when is all this going to come to a head? Because he's really the only one in the dark because all of us have been playing in the sand behind your back. And so literally it's like, what's going to yeah. happen you have to face Alice again, who is still your daughter. Um, I I loved the the phone call. It's what it's one of my favorite stupid tropes is like giving code in a phone call. Um, and when she was like like a bat out of hell, and I was like, and they were like, what is she saying? I was like, how it's could that signal. have been? How could be less clear. A bat signal, in fact, one might say. You know, it's like. Come on. And also it's cute. I'm find it odd that commander Kane didn't say more. And he wasn't like you called Lucas and Batwoman showed up. Hmm. Right. You know, like, I mean, you didn't think about that at all, That yeah. here we are. All right. So how are you going to rate this episode? I, I enjoyed it. I'm giving it a kitten. I mean, it's a kitten very close to a spoon, but it's a kitten. <laughs> what about you? I love the parameters this week. Um, yeah, for me, it was a spoon. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible at all by any means. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, but some, a lot of it was pretty predictable, actually. Mm -hmm. A lot of it, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm hoping, you know, um, next episode, we, one, find that Desert Rose so our girl Ryan can heal, mm -hmm. um, which we know is not going to be that easy, but... We need her to heal. Um, and two, I want to see some more drama with her and Ange, honestly, because I just know their their lifestyles are going to conflict um, and come to a head in a very, very large way. So I want to see more of that so I can give it more kittens. But it's definitely mine to, as Yell says, is a spoon leaning very close to a, a kitten, I should yeah. say. <laughs> honestly, I, this whole week has been very spoony. Um, a lot of spoony episodes. But um, let's let's do our, our favorite segments. Who would you, I think we're on the same page for performer of the week this week. Yeah, it's definitely gonna go for me, Elizabeth Olsen. I mm -hmm. mean, I just think being able to carry the weight and the trauma and of all things Wanda, 
heavy thing to do as an actor. I think that, um, you know, Elizabeth did very well. What about you? Um, agreed, 100%. We're on the same page. I think we're on the same page, actually, for all of these. Uh, yeah, yeah. Style icon of the week. Um, Grace suited up. Yeah. Really odd how um, Grace is, I mean, and I know that Grace is a um, shapeshifter. So I know that she can literally do anything. So it was really interesting that once she had the suit on, then all of a sudden she had red hair. I don't know if you saw like in the fight scene, but it was like bright red hair. And I was like, ooh, okay. Um, but yeah, I just felt like everyone else was like in regular clothes and half the time Mary was, you know, being kidnapped. And so I just, I felt like it, it wasn't about the style this week, um, but Grace did come with it and, you know, decided she was going to go by the name Wild. Um, and so I was like, okay, look at, look at wild. So yeah, I'm into it on the same page. Yeah. So what about you for the OMG moment of the week? Uh, lightning exploded. <laughs> Evaporated supernova. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I guess technically the OMG moment would be the same for me. Like it would be lightning but it was also be Nash Wells because they both essentially did the same thing. And yeah. Yeah. That's a good so. point. All right. Great. <laughs> they both did the same. Yeah. I think that is it. Woo. A lot of shows. Woo. And RIP to them both. Um, so yell, where can everyone find you this week? What are you up to? Oh, great question. Um, I'm everywhere on the internet at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-L. I have a brand new show coming out on Friday over on that hashtag show. It is called, Have You Tried Not Being a Podcast? And it is a queer pop culture series. So be sure to keep an eye out for that. I will be promoting it on all my socials um, and my Twitch channel, which again, twitch.tv slash yell teagle kb where are you where are you these days what are you doing man um you can always find me at the lady kb t-h-e-l-a-d-y-k-a-y-b on instagram and twitter and when i am not tweeting thirst trap photos of lenny kravitz i am posting um lots of different content uh and so you know they'll you will likely be a new episode of the color grade podcast south by southwest is coming up we are prepping for that um you know i do have a couple of articles out right now so you know you can check out my interview with tracy morgan um, about coming to america uh, and also i had a delightful chat uh, with the leads of the new netflix movie moxie directed by amy poehler so i got to talk to hadley robinson and alicia Pena or Pascal Pena and um, delight. I've spoken with Alicia before for Saved by the Bell. She is awesome. So, so awesome. This is my first time chatting with Hadley, an incredible talent as well. Um, and so you can check out our chat as well. So you can either go to my YouTube channel through the lens of Lady KB and check all those out, or you can go to the beat, Nerdophiles, wherever you want to. I mean, honestly, maybe just type in my name and you might see some things. So, uh, and also tomorrow, my interview with Jermaine Fowler, uh, who is the newest heir and star of Coming to America will be out. So yeah. Cool. Uh, thank you everybody. Don't forget to like and subscribe here on Fanversation and check out the trailer for uh, Thunder Force because I'm very excited about it. All right, <laughs> bye. Bye.